Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new Uncanny Universe podcast. I mean, I say brand new, we're on episode 310 or something, but you know, sometimes we have to change. And you know, new year, new us. Uh, Three weeks into the year, uh, you know, we're we're a little bit late to the uh, New Year's resolution game, but uh, here we are. Yeah, but we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. As I'm sure you heard at the top, you know, we got... You know, we're, we're making some changes around here. You know, we're uh, we're doing a bit of a refresh, you know, uh, changing the tires, put a new coat of paint on it, you know. Relaunch, new number yeah, one. Relaunch. Uh, who? We, we could do new number one, but I think that would be, that'd be, that'd be too disrespectful to the OGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, we're, we're going to keep the, keep the original numbering, you know, if you will. Uh, the but legacy anyway, numbering. <laughs> you're right. The <laughs> legacy numbering. Oh, my God. That, that, we should start doing that. Um, but not really. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, on this episode, as I'm sure you saw by the graphic and the title, we are going to get to the all we're going to preview all of the 2022 upcoming movies. Oh, well, not all of them. Um, a lot of them uh, that are uh, that we're really excited about. Uh, we're also going to get to the secret invasion set picks that have leaked. The uh, the new Guillermo del Toro trailer just dropped today as of this recording um, and our continuing coverage of the book of Boba Fett. So make sure you all stay tuned for that. Um, but first we're going to get to the news. Uh, Dylan, what'd you find this week? Well, um, we already talked about the, the movies a little bit, but we have, we have a lot to look forward to actually. Oh man. I'm very very excited. This is a, we're just going to go over. There's a ton of, if it all comes out. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. There's a, there's a little asterisk next to every date that we're about to list here, but um, except Batman, Batman's happening. I hope so. Oh, oh, Ooh. Okay. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> um but uh these are just the marvel and dc movies of course um so there's but there's actually a lot more i feel like than what we got last year so it's gonna be a good year if it if okay it goes as planned um first like michael said we have the batman march 4th yes this is the one that i think is most likely to keep its state because it's the closest maybe but there's that new variant that came out that everyone's talking about so who knows you know Right. I want to put all my eggs in one basket, but uh, I'm very excited for Batman. It's one of my most anticipated ones. What about you? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm very much looking forward to Batman. So, um, you know, it's it's like antithetical to what I normally would say, which is they DC needs to get away from just resting on the Batman laurels. Right. Um, yeah. However, this does look good. So you know, I I do a, I do stand uh, true to that belief. Uh, but this movie looks really good. So. I mean, Batman's just cool, I guess. I know um, it's hard to deny it, but it's an, it's annoying, right? Um, but I, I'm I'm I've been pro Pattinson as a Batman since since Jump. You know, I yeah, don't want to hear any these, fair, these Fairweather fans who are now saying it looks good because the trailer looks good. The revisionist history, mm. yeah, yes. Mm. I'm very excited for this cast. Um, Me too. We'll see. I don't know about who, all these. Wait, who else is in it? Zoe Kravitz. Um, That's right. Yeah, a bunch of other people. Uh, but I don't know. I think I'm glad that it's like divorced of the Snyderverse a bit. You um, know, it seems yes. like it's not part of that. So I think, I don't know. I'm hyped for it. But I mean, this was kind of like an article for later, but we're talking about Batman, but it was, it's going to be three hours. The runtime came out, Michael. I what saw do you, that. What, what do you think of that? Um, I mean, that's ambitious. There was a four-hour cut that they tested with audiences, but they they four chopped hours. it down. To, <laughs> we're getting into uh, Who, Stanley Kubrick Justice League era there, like, yeah. But they, they mean, cut it down to three hours. It's not uncommon to show a super long cut to test audiences to see what they like. And cut out what you need to, but four hours is uh, a lot. Um, three hours is a lot. It's the second longest movie um, superhero movie theatrical, other than Avengers Endgame. What's the runtime on Endgame? Just like, is it, isn't it over three, right? Barely. A little bit over three, I think. Yeah. This is 2.55. But do you think this is going to hold your attention for three hours, Michael? Um, looking at Matt Reeves' previous films, um, I Cloverfield was short. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think Cloverfield was short, um, but kept pace very well. Um, I never saw Let Me In. I saw the original, not the remake. Um, and I... I think I saw War of the Planet of the Apes and I was bored. And I think that was a little long. I never saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I think the track record is hit and miss on Matt Reeves for a film of this length. But 
the trailer looks very promising. The trailer doesn't look boring, but they'd have a bigger problem if the trailer looked boring. Yeah, I think what films think? in general are on thin ice if they're that long, you know, because it's like you're giving us more of it, so it better be more of a good thing, you know? You really it's have to like, earn it. Like, Endgame yeah. earned it after, you know, years and years of uh, building, right? Like, if Endgame was short, people would have had a problem. You know, this Endgame needed to be long. You know, what is has Batman earned the right to be this long? Well, they've earned nothing at this point, so we'll see. Right. But I think you can compound like being a bad movie if it's just a longer bad movie, you know? I'm, not that I'm, not that this will be bad, but I think it's just like, I don't know, it makes it more extreme either direction. It if does. it's good, you're like, oh, we got to spend three hours in this Gotham that I love, you know? But if it's bad, it's like, man, they took three of my hours and it was bad, you know? So we'll see. Yeah. Um, There's no reason I think it's bad at this point. I think it'll be good. That that's longer than Dark Knight, which was two and a half hours. Yep. So that's. I mean, is this the longest Batman film? I guess it is. Rises will it feel long. long? I'm probably, probably. I think um, it'll feel long, but I'm I'm still expecting good things. Uh, we'll we'll pre rank it as it gets closer, and we sort of uh, do a preview show for it as it gets a little bit closer to release. Yeah. Um, although it does feel like it's right around the corner. All the DC comics have the ads on the back for the Batman, you know. It is. It's it's before we know it. I know. Um, but you know what was supposed to come out before that? Mm, Your favorite that? movie of the year, Morbius. You mean Venom? It is, oh. <laughs> it, it's now coming out April 1st. And it's not a mm. joke. Um, um, that's, I mean, that's what you say. I feel like this is definitely, um, speaking for myself, like the ugly stepchild of the lineup for... 2022 you know easily this would have been um, the perfect actually no i'm glad it's not the first of the year you know it would have really put a damper the on tone. things yeah. yeah um i don't know it's i've I, i've tried to get excited for it um the trailer didn't make me hate it but it nope. did not help at all in the my trailer's opinion. not terrible but it's no. not good either um, I if I didn't work at a comic book store and do a podcast about comic book things, would I see Morbius? No. <laughs> I know they're doing reshoots to make it more Spider-Man, tie it more into the Spider-Man stuff, more stuff with Vulture. Um, okay. And people say that's part of the reason why it was delayed. Um, but makes sense. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I think it's hard Morbius to not predict be... it as a, ba- a bad movie. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a safe bet, though. Morbius is on the way to being rotten. We'll see. I mean, we hope it's good, right? I mean, I do. Yes, of course. I hope all these. We'd movies love are to good. see it. <laughs> you know, I don't want any of these movies to be bad. I just, you know, have realistic expectations. Yeah, that's true. Makes sense. Um, but then we get like the good stuff after that. We have to wait a few months or a month or so. But Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness is May sixth, which is Marvel's like premiere date where they put their flagship titles um i'm not sure if that's on purpose because things have been moved around so much right but i'm very i haven't been this excited about a movie in a long time very excited i'm a obviously a scarlet witch stan you know so yes did you see that new sideshow that we got in no i didn't see it yet Ooh, it's real nice yeah i don't do them anymore i don't do the sideshows anymore but um I don't know. I'm very excited about this. I hope it's good. I want the crate. I hope they like really lean into multiverse stuff. I want all the stupid cameos. Me too. I think I, and I think they will. Um, I don't know. I think Spider-Man has really freed them up. I know that's Sony, but yeah. Um, I think Spider-Man has really opened up the, the, the floodgates to sort it of seems like it, right. Do that type of a thing. It was a good test. You know, it's like a uh, test the waters to see if people will accept it. And then, you know, really go crazy with Doctor Strange 2. Well, they did extensive reshoots for people who they said couldn't because of COVID right. be on set or people that they decided later to add. So it's rumored that they're adding like Fox characters, uh, oh, man, other really? actors as characters that we know um, and more. That's I think interesting. we're going to do a little like prediction or spoiler episode at some point. Oh, but definitely. Did, did you see that article today about, uh, I think it was on AV Club that uh, Sam Raimi isn't even sure if Doctor Strange 2 is finished filming is the title of the uh, <laughs> is, is the title of the article. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, uh, are we done? I don't know. If they call me and tell me we got to do some more. 
And then being Sam Raimi, it would make sense for Tobey Maguire to show up, you know, just saying. Yeah, it could happen. Exa- I mean, reunite. It's, ar- it's already right there. You know, come on. Yeah, I'm excited, though. I hope this is, I plus, think this is going to be like Civil War level, like it's a Captain America movie, but it's really Avengers. I think it's going to be like. Yeah, that. and we're going to have a big Wanda presence, which I know, you know, is your big hook. I'm a little nervous. I hope they don't uh, Daenerys her too much. You know, oh, they might. They might. We'll see. It's, I'm not. I'm not all in on the the Wanda arc, but we'll see. Um, now we get a little bit of a cool down, but I'm still excited for it. DC League of Super Pets, May 20th. Very Ooh. shortly after, only a few weeks. Um, this That's is the right. one that starring The Rock and Keanu Reeves and Kate McKinnon, Kevin Hart. Uh, it's animated. Yes. Um, um, I can I can tell you're not too hyped about I it. I mean, Michael. you know, I. I don't care. Like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be fun, you know, but I don't think this is, you know, for me, this is more for kids, right? Yeah. It, Are it's you not clear whether or not they're make they're going to try and make it something that appeals to adults too, you know? Because I feel right. like with things that they've done in the past, like Teen Titans Go, they didn't try to make it something that adults would enjoy. Well, um, this I know some adults smarter than it. that. It does. Uh, um, it could be like a minion style thing, you know, like not too much. Like as opposed to Pixar, you know. Sure. It, I mean, it could, it could, but um, I don't. I definitely don't think we're getting Pixar out of this. I think at best you're getting Minions. You know. Yeah, I think it's serving it's serving Secret Life of Pets, but DC, you know, Ooh. which um, that, the movies do well. Um, they do right. Well, no, no, I think Super DC Super Pets is going to do great. It's a good formula. It's, it's a good idea. It, yeah, it's going to do everything that they want. You know. Um. So I mean, that's good. Well, I'm, I'm glad sure you have to fine. see it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, uh, that'll okay. be an AMCA list for sure. <laughs> We're not going to do a big group for Super Pets? Come on. Bruh. Okay. Um, after that, we get another MCU entry, Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Um, this is like second for me. I'm very hyped for this as well. I love Taika Waititi, you know, and this is on July 8th. Yes. We're getting a lot back to back once May hits, I, you know, or or April. So it really does feel that way. This is adapting like one of my favorite comic book storylines ever, the Jane Foster, uh, Jason Aaron run. Right. Um, and God Butcher, it seems like. It seems like it's doing, it's got Kinda its going. hands in different places. Yeah. But um, if they do the Jane Foster thing well, I'm going to really love the movie, you know? I mean, I'm, how can they not? I mean, I, it, you know, it's going to be awesome. You know, it's going to be good. Um, Natalie Portman's awesome. Um, she's going to do, uh, that role the the most justice. Um, yeah, I think I think this is going to be really, really, really good. And I do think you know if Hemsworth has to step away, maybe you know we could have a new Thor in town. Do you like the idea of that? Or love it? I absolutely love it. Because nothing's forever. Even if she does become the new Thor, you know, and people are sad that Odinson is gone, he'll come back. You know, it's not that big a deal. I, yeah, I get that. I, I don't need the same, you know, legacy characters forever and ever and ever. As we learned with Scream, like uh, as we talked about, was it last week? Yeah, like, um, you know, those those elements can hold the story back if you're having to cling on to um, everything you've done previously and not progress forward. Um, so I think, not saying there's not a place for Chris Hemsworth, obviously, but, right. you know, and also, Natalie Portman's been there since Jump anyway. Uh, so she is indeed a legacy character, but this is a, a reboot of the character, essentially. Right. So, I don't know. I'm I think excited. I, I, I am excited for the possibilities of the Thor universe, for sure. The only way I think maybe they wouldn't do her storyline well is if they didn't devote enough time to it. It seems like there's a lot of things in this movie. Yeah, you, I forgot the Guardians are in this. They're on the poster, right? Like, yeah, why are they the there? Guardians, there's, there's Valkyrie, um, there's a bunch of characters and a bunch of moving parts. I'm hoping, um, I don't know. I'm hoping they devote enough time to her storyline, you know? And that's and in July? Like, there she is. Yeah. That's exciting. So soon as well. Um, let's see. What do we have after that? Um, we have a DC film. Yes. We get to, I'm not going to call it a cool down, but it seems... <laughs> Like something you might not be excited for as well. It's a uh, July 29th, Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
I mean, um, and Sarah Shahi and Noah Centineo, among other people. I like The Rock. Me too. Um, I I think this could be this could be good. I think this could be better than Shazam. Um, I'm not holding my breath, but I like The Rock in this sort of a. Uh, assuming it's like kind of going to be a little campy, like I don't think The Rock does well as like serious. It has Batman. to be right. Right. It's got to be camp. I would. It hope. has. To, it has to be a little silly. But I don't know. The DC tone is all over the place. Even things that are sharing continuity. So it could be. They could go for a serious thing too. You know. I I just don't know. Um, I mean, we'll have to wait more and see because it's not in a trailer yet. No, we've seen little footage of him like in costume from DC Fandom, but we. Well, he's seen... gonna look good in the costume. He's the Rock. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna yeah. look cool. Like that's yeah. that's done. That's why you cast the Rock. Uh, and his acting chops, Michael. Um. Anyway, are we talking uh, about uh, Jungle Cruise? <laughs> yes. Same okay. Kind. Um. Be cool. Oh, and Pierce Brosnan is in it as well as Doctor Fate. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> is Doctor Fate really? Yeah, he's I probably like that. doing okay. a voiceover, but you oh, know, well, for yeah. the rest of it. I, I mean, don't know. Okay. It might. Whatever. What if this is the surprise hit and we love it? I'm open to the idea. You know, for everything, but more me so too. for this. Me too. I'm. I'm. I'm more hyped for that than I'm for Super Pets. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's a lot not hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough. Um. Okay, but there is something to be hyped for after that. It yes. is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One. It's a big jump though from July to October. I know October that's some, 10th. So it's that a, middle of the year is. Break. That middle of the year is uh, kind of lull. We better have like a Disney Plus Marvel show or something like that. Miss Marvel, uh, maybe during right. that. It's rumored to I'm come sure out around that time. So hopefully but, there's something I mean, to bridge it. There's no way this is bad. This is going to be great. I mean, it's got a lot to live up to. I'm a little nervous for it, but that is it's true. Gonna be, it is going to be great regardless, but I'm worried that if it's not as great as the first one, everyone will write it off, you know? Yeah. It's just a little unrealistic, but because it's it's hard to replicate that first the like, magic the first of that time, first one, the, energy, the, the, yeah. the surprise of like, whoa, this is really cool. Yeah, now we're gonna go in expecting it to be fantastic, you know? Right. That's true. It's that it's that dreaded second album. You know, you, you put out the first one that's amazing, then you gotta make like, oh, what do I do now? So we'll see. Um, I'm I'm sure. I, I'm come on. We get it's, Oscar Isaac's Spider Man 2099. So. We've been waiting that, oh, for that for a while. That's oh, is he? Okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, he's We're a lot all of Oscar over. Isaac this year. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, we got Moon Knight. We got this. And then, you know, at he's some three point, Marvel characters. Wait, who's the third one? Exactly. It's a Apocalypse in X Men. I'm sorry. I don't remember. X Men Apocalypse. Do you remember? Yeah. We don't talk about that. What, what film? I've never heard of that. Was that we like after, you know, Days of Future Past? Because no, I think none of those existed. They actually, they actually never made it. It was just okay. Uh, it was just an idea. Yeah. It's just first class, right? They just stopped after first class, I think. No, they stopped after Days of Future Past. Okay. All right. Fine. That was the final X Men. We haven't had one in like 15 years. It's crazy. Wow. 10 years. I don't know. Whatever. It'd be cool if they did a Dark Phoenix movie, you know? It'd be really neat. It'd it be would. Cons- They've never be tried good... that before. So, uh, I not, definitely that. not twice. Um, it'd be <laughs> it'd be a cool story to tell. Um, Super well. fresh. No one, no one has any like preconceived ideas of what it should be. <laughs> I mean, but but in in truth though, like they couldn't make it worse. So you know, that's anyway. the opposite of the Spider Verse problem. You have the lowest right. bar, to, the lowest hurdle. I'm but sure. They, but fine. they kept, but they kept lowering the bar as they kept going on. Like how does this? They did. They how did. are they surprised? How are they just getting worse? Okay, but anyway, it's I'm Simon Gamberg. It's his fault. Super um, excited for Across the Spider Verse Part One. Me too. Um, then we have November 4th, we have The Flash, which is DC's multiverse movie. Um, yes. The, the the answer to Doctor Strange, even though they're made the same time, you know. It's kind of like when Civil War and BVS came out the same, like, within a few right. months. It's like that. Um, this one has the Michael Keaton Batman, so there's that to look forward to. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff about this. Supergirl or Superwoman, I'm not sure what she's called. She's in it. A new one. Um, ben Affleck's Batman is in it. Right. I would hope... Also, Ezra the, Miller back as the Flash. Yes, of course. Yeah, the Flash is in it as well. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know what I hope for from this. I, I, I guess since I'm not excited for the movie, I want the gimmicks just so, to make it more of a spectacle. I really know? liked the flash. Um, or I liked bits of the flash in the previous uh, Ezra Miller's the flash, I should say. Um, right. However, uh, I think my distaste for him has sort of colored my anticipation, you know? Agreed. Yeah. So it just sort of like, uh, it's a little it's, hard to get excited for an Ezra Miller movie. It's like I was getting um, targeted uh, reviews for the new Woody Allen film. I'm like, oh no! I was like, bro, <laughs> they he still got those, you know? Like I thought, I thought that was thought we I were done. Know. I know Amazon dropped him, but I don't know he's still doing stuff. Yeah, but. he got had a new movie come out. Like, oh, mm. it's like you know, talk about somebody who's like. I love some of his movies and it just his, you know, your opinion of him really does color your enjoyment of his art. And I I don't know. Ezra, we'll, we'll see about, we'll see about the flash, but. I hope they just, like I said, since I don't care about the movie, lean into the spectacle, to the gimmick, to the, give me the stupid, stupid stuff. Who do you want to show up? What, what legacy DC character would you want to show up? Like, not just like a high buy. You want like, um, like, Oh, it can be a high buy. It can be whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, would it be cool if you got like Ryan Reynolds back as Green Lantern? That'd be very cool. I would love that. It'd be pretty funny. You know, like yeah. the terrible Green Lantern movie. Just acknowledge it. Yeah, that'd be funny. I want, um, I don't think they would ever do it, but I would love some of the Batman and Robin, like George Clooney. Or, oh, man. Could we get Lucy Silverstone back? I would love Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. That would, that's my pick yes. is Uma Thurman. I would love her to show up. That'd be so cool because I thought she was perfect. I would love movie. that. I love Uma Thurman. I just saw her in a trailer for something. I was like, oh man, I forgot about Uma Thurman. I know. She's great. Um, but you get Arnold back to, no, you don't. Yeah. You could do that too, I guess. <laughs> no. Um, I don't think they're like meta or like a good sport enough to acknowledge that movie though. No, you know what no. I mean? Well, um, I don't think Uma Thurman would come back for it. I think. No, I don't I, mean the actors. Well, I mean no, like DC, yeah, the studio, Warner Brothers. Right. Yeah. I think they might. But I think what we would get is we get Danny DeVito Penguin, which I'd also be okay with. That'd be cool. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, it, that'd be cool too. She's not doing it. She might. I mean, Keaton's there. I don't know. They could. That's true. You want to give Zoe Kravitz a chance, though. I don't know if that's the best idea is to reintroduce Michelle Pfeiffer right after, you know. Right. That's Do true. Remember this one? No, it'll but, be Danny DeVito. I'm sure at some point we'll get a um we'll we'll do a speculation show on this as it gets closer yeah. and more a little bit we have a little bit more to go on. Right. Okay, powering through. We got uh November 11th, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's We've right. covered this a lot. Um and we'll continue to, but um it's weird that we have so many at the end of the year, but Right. It's it, there's no middle. It's all front and back loaded. Yeah. Summer But I mean and, this is going to be winter. Good. I mean, I'm I, sure I don't or, know. Actually, you know uh, what? No, I take that back. I'm, I'm not sure. They shut down production again this week. Because Latifah Yango got COVID and a couple oh. other cast members. Oh, man. I'm really... Does she have I'm an really injury this too? Movie. No, she's fine from what I hear. But um, I don't know. I feel for Ryan Coogler. He's like, this is such a... It seems like a nightmare of a production to work on, you know? Yeah. If this is If this comes out and is terrible, there will be many books about it or a documentary in the future if it's good it's got so much forget. to live up to also and it has like the herculean task of honoring the legacy and introducing a new one in the same movie and man i know this i that's it's really tough if they pull this off it's going to be like very impressive i feel like yeah um okay and then we're ending we're ending very strong michael with Are aquaman we? the lost oh. kingdom december 16th it's our christmas movie just like the last Aquaman, which I thought should have been a summer movie, but here we are again. Dig it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah. So this is the Momoa one with uh, him, Amber Heard, um, you know, all the other actors are coming back. <laughs> Everyone else. I'm trying Patrick to remember. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. He's apparently going to have a bigger role as uh, Black Manta. And I'm trying to remember the guy that plays Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Wilson Master. Yeah. Yep. He'll be back as well. Um, I don't know really what this is about yet. It's about the Lost Kingdom, Dylan. Yeah, you're right. Why didn't I? Why didn't I guess? I don't know. Uh, well, it says it says that James Wan is is uh, promising to return to his horror roots, and the trench is sure to be featured more prominently. Every time they say horror roots, it never is. You know, it's like a spooky it, 
music cue, and that's so it. we're gonna get the guy yeah. from Malignant, just like oh walking my God, backwards. I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know though. I don't know, Michael. Uh, uh, no, you yes, you do. I thought the last one was fun. It, the and last I mean one that, was fun, and I mean that in a mildly condescending way. You know, right? This is a turn your brain off kind of film flick. Yes, you know, it's a popcorn flick. It was fun. Oof. Um, and Jason Momoa did a lot of the heavy lifting there, so they could just replicate that, and I think coast and be fine. It made a billion dollars, you know. Right, like just just don't just don't try to get too cute, you know, with with your with your with your goals here, and just make the make remake the last one. Just put a new skin on it, and you're fine. They do have some hurdles with the Amber Heard controversy, though. So, oh, I, I think a lot of people don't go. care about that. I know. Yeah, I mean. I think a lot of people. There's just, a loud Twitter minority that cares about it. Well, you know, which can okay. affect the way the movie is framed, at least not how much money it makes. But we'll see. Um, that's a weird movie to end on. I feel like I kind of wish it was like Black Panther was the final one or something. But yeah, that's a I nice mean, Christmas watch, I guess. Maybe it'll be a feel good movie. I mean, there might be other non comic movies that are still on brand that we can see towards the end of the year that can. Yeah, Save it'll be Oscars, Oscars movies as well. So maybe some good horror stuff. You know, we'll see. It does come out only a month after Black Panther, and Black Panther one was so strong that there's a chance you could just steamroll this one. But right, uh, that um, well, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, it's going to completely depend on whether or not Black Panther is good and people mm-hmm. want to rewatch it. Okay, moving on. Finally, <laughs> Secret <laughs> Invasion. We got some set photos. We didn't learn a lot about it. We know no. the show is supposed to come out at the end of this year. Some people have been saying it might be delayed, but it's filming right now in Leeds. And we got our first look at uh, Amelia Clark, um, Kobe Smulders, uh, Sam and this Jackson. This is a Disney, a Disney Plus show, right? Right, Disney Plus TV show. Um, no look at Olivia Coleman, which is I'm which I'm excited to see. You know, maybe yes. that means she's playing a scroll or something. I think that'd be cool. Um, I'm sure she'll eat up whatever it is. But this of cast course. is so impressive. More so than the other Disney Plus shows, I feel like, you know? Um, so I feel like it's got to be some kind of something big, you know? Oh, Secret Invasion is a huge storyline that I thought would get the movie treatment. You would, so it's right? That's weird that it's happening think. in the show. Yeah. But I'm expecting this to be fantastic. So, um, yeah, I mean, the photos are cool. I mean, I don't really... Set photos aren't really my deal. Like, you know, you're, you're seeing... You're not seeing the finished product. You're just seeing people working but you do get some teases i guess but well, I you're mean, seeing what they like, look like in the show which right unfortunately doesn't help a lot when it scrolls and they can become anyone you know right. it isn't like we don't know if amelia clark is a scroll you know because she could just right. be in her human form but man i'm very excited about this me too um, when's it come out oh we don't know yet end of this year is what they are saying okay but but we shall see um yes they're doing a app. Do you have Apple TV, Michael? I do. No, right? Do. Oh, you do. Okay, cool. I have well, I have almost everything. Well, between then, my okay. mom and myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, then you'll be happy to know that they're doing a MonsterVerse live action show. Oh, I would be. <laughs> this is in the universe of Godzilla versus Kong, the most recent one. Um, mm. You know, those movies. It's made by uh, Chris Black, who did Star Trek Enterprise and Outcast, those shows. And it's written okay. by Matt Fraction, who I really like. Okay, so that's a good, like, that's a good I mean, sign for me. I, you know, I think maybe this could work better as a show than it does as a movie, because um, I think their storytelling in the movies have been kind of, I don't know, I, I, I'm clearly in the minority because everybody I talk to at the store really loves Kong Skull Island and all these more recent Godzilla films. Um, I, I liked uh, Shin Godzilla, and I kind of liked the first in this little line, the one with. Um, Elizabeth Godzilla? Olsen. Yeah, yeah, the first Godzilla. And then everything past that, I'm just not, I don't care. Well, I think um, we are in the minority because we lean towards, I agree, um, the ones that focus on the humans a little bit more than the monsters. Yeah. Um, I think like monsters invading Earth lends itself to like a really cool character driven human story. You right. Know? So I like that as a backdrop, but I know people really like the monster fights. So I'm not sure if we're going to get too much of that because it's a TV show. That'd be very expensive. Right. Um, it says the the plot for it says following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco, 
and the shocking new reality that monsters are real, the series explores <laughs> one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to the secret organization known as the Monarch. Um, so I mean, it seems like it might be a little bit human centered. I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I'll check it out. Honestly, like I, I do, you know, I like to watch older monster movies and try them out. Most of them are not really my cup of tea, but I watch more than I really probably should. Um, I, I give a chance to a lot more. Like I, I was watching um, Arrow video, had a bunch of the Gamera stuff on there. So I watched the first three or four Gamera films. Uh, they're fine. I don't know. Okay. There's not, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I do, I do like the monster designs, but I will say I've tried like maybe eight or so. They don't do very much Apple TV shows. Like they're very um, far and few between kind of like right. how HBO used to be, but I've tried them all and they've all been fantastic. Like not even just good. Really? Um, Apple TV is making really good stuff. So that does help me get a little bit more excited about it. Okay. Well, um, hopefully. Speaking of expensive shows, we got our first little teaser. It was like a title announcement video. Yes. Or Lord of the Rings. Um, Rings sorry, of what's power? it called? Rings of Power. Yeah. They yeah. had to give it a new name to distinguish it. Of course. Uh, it comes out September 2nd. Um, um, I thought the video, the video was, cool. was cool. Yeah. And then did you see the video on IGN um, showing you about how it was all practical effects? Practical. And it, I think Can they you like tell they've got a some little money? bit. It's not all, I don't think it was all practical. Like, well, let's calm down. There was still. clearly a lot of CGI there too, but some of yeah, it was but it practical. was mostly practical. But can I you know, tell they, got, they, they were, have got a lot of money though? <laughs> like, Yeah, I think uh, Bezos is going to make this look expensive, I would hope. Um, I think it costs $465 million for cool. this season, which is like uh, two end games, basically, you know? Oh, um, man. And Endgame, most of their budget, or a lot of it, was paying all the actors, you know? And this right. isn't, doesn't have famous people really in it, so it, we're doing effects, so... And sets. I'm right. excited. I'm excited so, just to see the spectacle of it. Me too. I don't care about I, Lord of the Rings. I, I, really, I'm, I like Lord of the Rings fine. Um, I'm not a, I would, not a super fan at all. I've read all the books. I've read some of the non-film books as well. Um, I've read all the film books more than once. I've read The Hobbit. And all three Lord of the Rings books multiple times, but um, I don't know. I what I don't like is that well, I, I, since it's Amazon, we'll never really know how well it's done, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, unless that changes, we'll get but, some Nielsen ratings, I think. But right, we're not going to get like a clear like how many people signed up to watch this thing, you know, which is like that how they're going to quantify it, you know. Right. But it is like a big industry moment, whether or not. No one's tried spending half a billion dollars on a show before. So is that I mean, where things go? Less shows and they're very expensive. If this does really well, who knows? I mean, I'd be okay with that, honestly, because there's honestly, there's too much TV. So not, there's not yeah. enough TV for me to keep up with. So I agree. Yeah, that could be a good direction going in addition to the shows that don't need a huge budget, you know? <clears throat> exactly. And finally, we got some Star Wars news. We didn't forget Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> the Ahsoka show, which is my most anticipated Star Wars thing coming yes, out. Me uh, too. The Rosario Dawson show. It added uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as an unnamed character. So there's not a lot of, for us to talk about other than Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cool. Um, I like her acting. I liked her me in too. Clover, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I liked her Birds of Prey. And despite our experiences so far with the book of Boba Fett, I am very much looking forward to Ahsoka. Yeah, they're all different. So there's no reason right. to think if one's bad or not your favorite, the next one won't be, you know. I like Jedi stuff can like pick up a lot of the slack for me if the storytelling is bad, you know. Right. Uh, if it's cool Jedi stuff, I'll be like, oh, okay. I like. You this. know, it's funny. You know? Like that's the exact opposite. Uh, of most of the discussions um, at the Clear Lake store. Everybody says, really? that, yeah, most of it is, uh, most of the conversations I'm hearing is like people wanting to get away from the Jedi stuff uh, and focus on other things. Cause well, everything you're surrounded by a lot of Star Wars su super, super diehards. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, and you know, I used to think I was a big Star Wars fan and I am, but not like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel the way I do though. Like, literal the presence of a lightsaber will help a lot right you know i agree <laughs> that ahsoka episode of mandalorian was the, my favorite you know yes it was so cool i don't and i don't even you know i've never even seen ahsoka in the 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 shows you know 
I've read yeah. about her in a book, and that's it. Well, so and and she was still super cool. So hopefully, it's successful to people who aren't who didn't watch Rebels. You know, I right. assume it will be. Um, I'm excited though. It's interesting that you and McGregor's uh, new romantic interest is uh, also in Star Wars. You know. Yes. Sorry, I had to, I had to find a way to sugarcoat that since you like. Do you know about the whole drama? We don't need to talk about it. No, I don't. He she's he started dating her when he still had a wife and kids. Let's just say that. Oh. Yeah. But now they're together. I see. Had a happy ending for him, I guess. Okay. That's all I got. Interesting. Well, um, I don't have too much, so we'll get to it uh, pretty quickly. Um, I have a couple. I actually have a bunch of really short stories here. Um, so in the wrestling world, there has been a bit of a uh, kerfuffle on, on Twitter. Uh, there's a wrestler named, uh, I don't know his real name. His WWE work name is Mustafa Ali. Okay. Um, and he has asked for his release um, and has been denied his release. Um, he has not been used on TV since October. Uh, he is extraordinarily talented. And oh, his name is Adil Alam. Um, he's a Pakistani American professional wrestler, uh, currently working for WWE. Um, and he wants to go work somewhere else and they will not let him go. There's a hashtag free Ali, uh, thing trying to get him his contract release because they're not using him on TV. Um, WWE has this bad habit of not using guys that are small. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, he's 5'10, which is pretty small for a wrestler, you know? Um, 182 pounds, you know, a, a lightweight as far as wrestling goes. Um, okay. So, you know, it's really a shame that uh, yeah, he's he's being like he's trying to get fired too. Like it seems like he's being real real negative on Twitter, blocking WWE Fox publicly on Twitter, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, so I feel like I've heard this story, this like almost exact headline with other people too. Yes, it happens. Like trying to it get do- released. It does happen. It does happen. Um, a lot of wrestlers will get frustrated because they're signed to exclusive contracts and then they don't get used and they they started they became wrestlers because they want to work not because they want to get paid to go to the gym and be on call you know they want to right. perform right um because at, at the at its core what is wrestling but a performance right so you got into it because you want to do it in front of people and not just make instagram posts about how ripped you are you know so it's really unfortunate, and I'm sure at some point this will go his way, um, because he. I've seen you know clips of him, and he's very talented. I don't watch WWE as many of you know, but um, hopefully he gets released and gets to get on the indies and do some really good stuff. Um, I have a bit of I have some pizza news, Dylan. Pizza ah, news. I love pizza news. Yeah, don't we all? So Little Caesars has has revealed. Their crossover for the Batman. You lost me at Little Caesars. Well, hey man, it's hot and ready. <laughs> what do you want? All right. <laughs> do you want it? It's hot. What, what am I looking at here, Michael? It is the Batman Calzone. Um, it is a calzone shaped like the bat signal. Barely. Um, I mean, I think we're seeing it in the photo um un, you know unfolded or whatever. So I think folded up. It would look like the the cal, the, the bat signal. Um, it is going to be seven ninety nine. It is going to be a buttery tasting calzone crust filled with garlic white sauce, uh, cheese, and julienne pepperoni, combined with a pepperoni pizza and served with a side of crazy sauce. Seven ninety nine, and you can get your Batman calzone. Hopefully, we hmm. can get it without some pepperoni, so I can give it a shot. Uh, white I sauce. am also not not into Little Caesars. I mean, I'm into five five dollar pizza. You know, it's good when you have to buy thirty. um yeah but yeah so that's not the crossover i was expecting for the batman but you know take what you can get i guess hopefully batman gets some better collabs down the line we'll see right um some we have some tv news um blumhouse television dylan has uh Ah. set uh stephen king uh they're gonna do a stephen king adaptation of his novel later uh it's gonna have a limited series starring uh lucy lou uh rael tucker uh, is scripting hmm. the plot. Um, 
I don't know who that is. I know who, I mean, I know who Lucy Liu is, but I don't know Rael Tucker, but I know Stephen King and I've read this book and I like it quite a bit. It's part of his hard case crime um, imprint, not imprint. Okay. Um, he does it with a small publisher that does hard case books and they do like the small digest size little paperbacks and they go okay. straight to that. Um, does it, it seem all- like it would, when you read it, does it seem like it'd be a good fit for a TV show? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm sure this won't be coming out for quite some time, but it's Blumhouse TV. I don't know what else they've done. Um, have they done much, Dylan? Do you know Blumhouse TV? Not, I don't know their oh, TV shows too well. Oh, Ryle Tucker wrote True Blood. Okay. So, you know, and she was nominated for Emmys on that. So I like I like True Blood. So I've never seen um, it. I like a good limited series. That's my favorite form yes. of media. So I'm excited. Uh, me too. Um, speaking of um, adaptations and sequels, um, Michael Mann, um, a filmmaker that I really like that doesn't get it, that doesn't really do a lot anymore. Uh, he did Heat, uh, Collateral. He makes a lot of like dad movies, but like that are good. You know what I mean? You're talking about the Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy movie, right? The Heat. Um, no, I'm talking about oh, different. My bad. My bad. Talk about one with Al Pacino. Um, I'm sorry, oh, Robert De Niro. The not as, the not as good. One. The, the not okay. as good Heat. Right. right yeah. Have you ever, have you ever seen any of his movies, Dylan? Uh, I, I'd have to see a list. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, the, the big ones would be Heat and Collateral. Collateral is the one with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. I've seen that. Okay. Um, he makes dad movies that are um pretty good. <laughs> elevated. I, yeah, elevated yeah. dad dad cinema. But anyway, um, he is making uh, a novel, uh, a sequel and prequel to Heat. So I'm very excited about that because Heat is actually phenomenal. The first time I watched Heat was on an air uh, an airplane on the way to Columbus, Ohio, and I was just <laughs> sitting there in my uh, this is not a flex, my first class seat because I got upgraded. Uh, oh, okay. Watching this movie that blew my mind. I selected it because it was like ten minutes shorter than the duration of the flight. Perfect. And it was amazing. I, I had never seen it and it blew my mind. Um, everybody should go watch Heat. It's long as hell, though. It's like three hours. Um, hmm. But it has one of the best like bank robbery, shootout, chase scenes I've ever seen. It It is probably the best dad film. I'm, oh. I'm going to put it out there. It's up there. It's up there with like Saving Private Ryan, like, you know, sort of dad culture film. Um, Top Gun? Oh, it's significantly better than Top Gun. <laughs> significantly. Don't tell Matt. It's it's not boring. Uh, he's oh. he, no. I mean, Top Gun is boring in bits. Look, come on. Hey, Matt's not here. All right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I really just love Heat. I, I'm sure it's not available to stream anywhere. Um, I'm actually looking right now. It is not. You can rent it everywhere for four dollars. It's a uh, De Niro, Pacino, and Val Kilmer. It came out in '92, I think. But okay. anyway. So he's got a he's got a heat novel coming out and he's not he's never written a book before, um, but his storytelling is very good. So I'm very excited about that. Um, a small bit of news is um, podcast favorite. Not really. The Meg, the sequel, <laughs> Meg to the Trench. I love be- the Meg. Begins filming next week. <clears throat> in the UK, the trench? it is called Meg to colon a- the trench. It's the Aquaman crossover. That, that would yeah. be cool. Um, Jason Satham's back. They're filming in the UK, directed by acclaimed filmmaker Ben Wheatley. Hmm. Um, so uh, we see. I love one? garbage. I love garbage movies like this. I'm very excited for Moonfall. You know, oh my god, comes out next week. Um, you know what? <laughs> Actually, Ben Wheatley is amazing. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, Ben Wheatley makes great movies. Um, he did a really, really good movie called um, Kill List in 2011, and he also did Free Fire, which I did not see, but I heard was good. I think you liked I, that one. I didn't. It was okay. It was okay. okay. Kill List is very, very good. Um, he also did Down Terrace, which is very good as well. Um, so okay. that, that's that's um, that's. I mean, I don't think that's going to elevate the Meg too in any in, in any meaningful. It way. It doesn't need to be elevated. It's perfect the way um, it is. That's true. So I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get there. We'll get there when <laughs> we get there. Um, so I, this movie is going to come out sometime next year, I think. Um, last two little news stories here is there is a if are you into big are you a big physical media fan, Dylan? I know you are. 
Um, no, you're not. Um, but there is a brand new um, boutique Blu-ray label out um, called Def Crocodile. And you know, I'm about the, the boutique Blu-ray labels. Def Crocodile is a, I'll read you their, their description here by them. They are a boutique distribution plus restoration plus post-production company focused on new independent um, lost slash unseen and world cinema with a special interest in world animation, LGBT plus films, cult horror and fantasy, and the work of neglected and underrepresented filmmakers across the spectrum. Um, Yes. They plan on releasing four to six films per year split evenly between vibrant and challenging new works and carefully handcrafted restorations of lost and little seen gems of art house and cult cinema. Um, they've got one film out now through vinegar syndrome. Um, it's called the unknown man of, um, Shandigore. I have not seen that yet. Um, it's not, well, it's on pre-order right now, but they released a demo reel of their restoration process and they've got, they restored this film from 1974 called Solomon King. It's a forgotten seventies action film, you know? Okay. Um, did you happen to see this, this, uh, clip that I sent you Dylan? No. Okay. Well, so um, if you want to, if anyone wants to go to YouTube, go look this up. Um, so type in Solomon King, S-O-L-O-M-O-N-K-I-N-G, Deaf Crocodile. And they show you the example of the before work and what they've been able to achieve restoration wise. All they had was a super faded, it had like a pink hue. It was an unwatchable print Oof. of the film. Okay, And they've restored it and it looks amazing this is like criterion level work super cool as if you appreciate like film restoration preservation stuff like that it's just worth it to watch that little three minute clip of a chase scene from a movie you've never heard of um go check it out um that's really cool yeah it's remastered from a print um so it looks super cool um so deaf crocodile i'll be on the lookout i'll be talking about them more in the future i'm sure um, my final story is we got dropped the the teaser trailer for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, um, which I've forgotten about. He's been talking about doing for years, right? Um, but it's coming to Netflix, and he did a okay. So I, I felt like the, the little uh, all the articles were a little misleading. You know, they call it a teaser, and it really is barely even a teaser. Right. But it's just a reminder that they've made it, I feel like, you know. Right. But it's coming out in December and it's going to be it's like an homage to stop motion animation. It is not stop motion animation because it's computer. Um but it, you're introduced to a character um voiced by Ewan McGregor who is everywhere now. Um yep. but we're going to have it's it's directed by Del Toro um or and co-directed by someone else as well. Um uh Mark Gustafson. Um, but there's also David Bradley, Gregory Mann, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, John Turturro, Ron Perlman, uh, Christoph Waltz, and Tilda Swinton are all going to be in this Pinocchio film. When does um, it come out? December on Netflix. So it's an Oscars contender. Yes. It's going to be in theaters for a couple weeks. We can go see it. I'm, I mean, it might be. Um, the, the animation looks really good. And it's yeah. got a really good cast. Um, and I do trust Del Toro, obviously. So, I mean, it's hard to go off of a 30-second teaser. Of, of some a, bug. Of, a, of some bug with a British yeah. accent telling you that you don't know anything. Right. But it did look like stop motion, though. It did. Kind it of. looked really, really good. Yeah. Um, so go check out that trailer if you have not seen it. But um, anyway, I think that's all we've got for news this week. So you know what? We're going to do something a little bit different. <gasps> I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad.
Yeah, that's right. Look how fancy we are. We've got commercials now. Um, that's right. No, that was um, live. That, I just said that. No, that was the live sale. The live right. sale. Oh, right, right. My bad. I'm getting oh, confused. Where'd the music come from? It's just it just sort of just came out of nowhere. It's kind of weird. I was, I was singing. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, it's like it just comes out of you. Um, mm-hmm. while you, while you talk about the live sale, you just are so impassioned about it. Yes. Um, but we got to make sure that we, uh, we got, we got to do our picks of the week. Yes. We got to do our picks of the week. So we got some picks. Um, we, uh, I do. Um, this week I'm not picking a comic. I'm picking a, I, you know, I, I don't have it here next to me, but this is also not a video podcast, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it is over there on my kitchen counter. Uh, it is the Dungeons and Dragons rules expansion gift set, specifically Ooh. the alternate cover, which you can only get at hobby stores it is $169.99. Um, and it comes with three books um, and a dungeon master screen. And all three of these books um, have limited edition matching covers as well as a slipcase um, that matches the books. Um, two of the books are Xanathar's guide to everything and Tasha's cauldron of everything, which are reprints, but with, with the new alternate covers. And the third book is Monsters of the Multiverse, um, is half new content and half collecting every um, playable race from across all of D and D. Finally, in the first in in one book, because previously you would have had to buy um, about four hundred dollars worth of books to get Ooh. all of this content. Uh, so it's all collected in one place for you, which is fantastic. Um, if you want, I will to say that's it, like a hefty price tag, but I saw it in person and it looked. It looked like it was expensive, you know. Yeah, it's very nice. I mean, that, yeah. that I mean, because if we think about it like this, so all D and D books are fifty dollars, right? So that's three books. That's one hundred fifty. DM screens are twenty, uh, twenty five actually. So that's that would be one seventy five at that point. Uh, so you're already saving five bucks. Plus you get matching covers. It's it's great. And if you were here last week, you know the. Um, the little the little spoiler that this is going to be the first um, entry into the new evolution of D anD D that we're going to see in twenty twenty four, so very exciting. That's exciting. That's what I got, Dylan. What you got? I also didn't really pick a comic. It's a graphic novel. It's one of the DC Young Adult ones. It's called Mister Miracle: The Great Escape. Um, I've been okay. looking forward to this one for a while. It's by uh, Varian Johnson and Danielle Isles, and um, it's a out of continuity, teenage um, Mr. Miracle. Um, it takes place on Apocalypse and everything. I mean, uh, or, you know, there's a, the female Furies, um, Big Barda, all of it. Um, sure. But it seems like modernized. Um, I don't know. It looks really cool. I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I haven't read it yet. But it does look I neat. love these, all these things, all these DC graphic novels have genu- like generally been pretty great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a shame that they just um, have not, I mean, they, they, they have the sales and stuff, but I don't, people aren't talking about it. Like, I don't know why. It's not in continuity. So it's hard to like drum up, you know, excitement for what's next, but these books are like, I think the future of like kid and young adult. Yes. It's it's, it's the future of comics, you know? Right. It's, it's, in a good if, way. If you've got, a, if you've got a young person or someone who likes young adult material, and wants to get into comics, those DC ones are probably the best way to do it, honestly. They are. They're really good. It's On the cover, it says, Fresh, Kinetic, and Slick as Hell by Ngozi Ukazu, who signed at our height store a few years ago for oh. Check, Please. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. It looks good. Awesome. Okay. Well, there we go. Now, let's... I think we got one more. We do. What do you have coming up? We're about to find out. Hey everyone, Michael here to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming gaming events for the month of February. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9pm. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore game players. Feel free to come by an hour early to learn how to play. You can join us this month on February the 11th and the 18th. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month, we all get together at the Clear Lake location and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events run from 6 p.m. till about 10. This month, on February the 19th, we will be doing a freestyle event. That means you can paint anything you want. Grab one of the past paint night kits or any mini off the wall and have some fun. We'll see you at the game tables. 
And we are back. Uh, we are going to talk about the book of Boba Fett, episode four. That's right. We're doing the reviews at the end now. It's different, new and different. Um, yeah. So, and it's it's not speaking of the quality. This is just the format of the show. Sorry, we're not bumping Boba Fett to the back. And subject to change. Things could always move around again. Exactly. Don't get too comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're keeping you on your toes. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, so Book of Boba Fett episode uh, four was this past week. Um, I watched it yesterday because I did not have any time. Um, So um, if you are new to the show, um, we'll go ahead and just let you know. Dylan and I have been uh, mid at best, I think, with Book of Boba Fett. Um, and we were mid plus on Mando, I think, right? Like, yeah, I, it, I would say mid. I would say Mando was serviceable, and then this one's like a little bit a notch below it. I would say, yeah, you know, so far. Um, and as we're more than halfway through, I think that seems to be where we're settling. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, um, it's really too bad. Uh, this episode. So, I think also spoilers for Book of Boba Fett episode four. Sorry, um, if we didn't say that up top, spoilers. So you've been warned. Turn the episode off. There's not much left anyway. Um, but so here we go. Um, I think we touched on it last week, or I did. I think Monica might have agreed with me as well. Like, I thought they really did the Tuscans dirty last week because they, uh, you know, they built them up for three episodes uh, with a bunch of backstory expanding on, you know, their lore and their mythology, blah, blah, blah making them the most interesting characters um, in Book of Boba Fett. I think the most exciting character on screen is Fennec Shand, but I think the most interesting, you know, depth-wise and story-wise were the Tuscans. And then they get, you know, marked off screen, you know, which is really crappy. Yeah. And then in this one, this episode, episode four, I feel like they made it even worse, but they made them like the Mary Sue plot device of like the dead girlfriend or something. It's they like, fridged them. They did. They totally mm-hmm. fridged them. Like, yeah. It like, it was. I think the reason it was so exciting is it was cool to see new lore in Star Wars. You know, at yeah. least new to me. I'm sure they'd cover them in other material, but not in movies and shows. You know, right? So it's like it felt fresh. That, that's the argument. It feels like that's what I always have to make uh, when I'm talking to a lot of the employees at the store when they talk about Star Wars lore. It's like, uh, 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 was it on film? then most people don't know it. You have to take yourself out of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you have to realize your level of knowledge is different than most people who know Star Wars as just films, not even TV, not counting the cartoons. Like, you know, true. um, So yeah, they really did a lot for the Tuscans in this and and in Mando as well. Um, But in, in book of Boba Fett one, two and three, and then they just completely got, yeah you know they were just it seems like they were just a plot device to make mando oh not mando boba fett seem like he uh oh needs like it gave him some motivation at least which is that he needs like a tribe like he said or a family you know so i'm glad that that happened because i've been wanting that's kind of what i've been missing a little bit from this show is like him like a direction from him like 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 a purpose or anything yeah i didn't see like a a to B character development thing. It was just like stagnant. So I feel like they moved him forward a little bit but at the expense of them. Right. Um, I, I do think some of the plotting doesn't really make any sense either. Um, with some, so in this, about the saw, armor? Oh uh, no, I wasn't. I was talking about when Boba had the meeting with the, uh, the dudes, oh, okay. the, yeah. the crime, the crime dudes or whatever um, in his little house. Um <laughs> I just wanted to be as dismissive as possible Yeah, with the crime dudes in his little house, his little um, house at, at his big table. Um, and he made him a deal. He offered, made him an offer and they're like, uh, nah, I'm good. He's like, okay, fine. Don't do it. But then help me when we're done. Mm-hmm. And, and they, why would they agree to this? Like there's all of them and they're yeah. trying to like, I don't know. Like it felt like an, a moment where we're supposed to go. Yeah. Boba Fett is really, you know, awesome. And I was just like this, I didn't connect with it at all. I'm well, just not, I'm not finding any sort of connection to Boba Fett in any way. I think they're expecting us to think that he's like really formidable and like a force to be reckoned with because he's Boba Fett, but like in universe, they would have no reason to think that I think, you know, 
Yeah. So it is a little bit like, why are they even entertaining him? You know? But my big, my big question to you, Michael, is like in episode one, we saw him crawl out of the Sarlacc pit mm-hmm. in his armor and leave. And then, like, he goes and looks for it there, this one. I was just a little confused. Is there, did I miss something? Or Well, the, when he went to go look for it, that was the flashback, right? Yeah, but in the first episode, which took place before that... Oh, yeah, they he, did. They did, he right? left did in he, it. Did he have yeah. his armor? No. Yeah, he did. Did he? I thought so. I mean, it's possible that he didn't. That's why it kept him alive, right? In the Yeah. Or maybe, maybe like, it fell off. Or, I, I'm, I don't want to go back and watch the first episode to... But you know okay, what? But You're... assuming I'm right, what explanation would there be? Like he forgot? Maybe he was, he he, was kind of dazed. For... He forgot his precious armor? No way. Well, no, um... he forgot that he took it with him outside. Oh. You know? I don't know. I was very I don't confused know. by that. That is that is an interesting bring up. Um, uh, when we're done, I'm going to look that up and see if there's like any sort of uh, truth to that. And we'll, I guess we'll find out in the next two episodes. There's only two left, three left, something like that. Yep. Um, three. That, that if so that is a pretty large sizable plot hole if that is the case i'm sure i'm missing something but i did try and look it up and i didn't see anything so who knows but um did you I, like that this was mostly flashbacks again this episode no i i'm just i'm feeling like the show should have been told in correct chronology right and yeah, not through flashbacks like i think it's because the current plot doesn't have much to do you know but i feel like it would feel more um kinetic if they if the current plot was like put together you know because it'd be like boom boom yeah. boom things are happening you know the reason i feel so slow is because it's like a little bit each time and then we're like okay next week and then like a little tiny bit of the current day and then the next you know it's like we're just like crawling forward i want it seems like i could be wrong but based on this one it seems like we might be done with the flashbacks I, it i thought that would la- i thought that last week too though He's all healed up now, and we just, you know, we got the the Fennec stuff. I don't know what else there is to say in flashback. I'm hoping we're done and we can do present day stuff, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We did get to see um, Thundercat, the the Uh Grammy award winning musician, debut as a Star Wars character. Yep, Uh, that was that was cool. Um, I do. I have a lot of guy. Yes, I did see. I've been seeing a lot of people complaining about the cyberpunk elements in this. It doesn't um, bother me. I don't. I don't care. I'm fine with it. Like, I understand. Like, it's not a thing that's been in the in the in the lore before. I mean, you've had people with some modifications or like Grievous, yeah, Luke. Luke, Vader, yeah. but not not like this. Not portrayed in like a Ghost in the Shell type of a way. Um, you got to do something a little bit different each time. I feel like right, you know? it's fine. Um, I didn't like the montage. I thought I yeah, thought that was a little silly with the music. Uh, yeah, but I I don't I don't know where to rank this as episodes. I I don't think that's really even worth our time. Um, do you think this was a step up, step down, or the same, or stayed the same for you? It's about the same for me. Yeah, same here. I think we haven't really. I don't see it going any any better than this, honestly. Um, well, I think this it is... could be next episode because I don't know if you noticed a little music music cue at the end. Yes, that's it what I know. Everybody seems, a better to think, episode. everybody seems to think Dinjarin is coming. They could be totally wrong because uh, I'm just going yeah. off what other people are saying. They also think that Amelia Clark's going to show up. So, man, yeah, know. they do. I don't know, dude. I I, I mean, you I think... want him to show up. That's the question. Of course, of course. I mean, would that save the show? Uh, maybe. Um, probably not, but maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. It, it really depends. I don't know. I'm I'm just not really looking forward to the next to the last little bit. I just don't care. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, but you know, what's our next show to look up to look up uh, look up uh, Moon Knight? Look forward to Moon Knight. Okay, was that? mid-march right something like that yeah so we have a big drought in february yeah okay well okay it is okay uh but anyway i think that's all we've got for boba fett um stay tuned uh next week we'll talk about it again i'm sure um but anyway we'll um, be talking about mandalorian next week that'd be cool right man that's what i hope so Uh, yeah 
they got to right they it's gonna happen they're gonna bring mando in yep they need to but anyway i think i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh thank you all so much for downloading us we really appreciate all the support bye everyone this is dylan and i'm michael we'll see you next time Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.